Good morning. It's the Leadership Line podcast, episode 17. Uh, current speed, 78 miles per hour. I'm going to get cruise control set. And we'll go. Hey, it's been a while. I think uh, kind of over the last couple weeks, I just just hasn't felt right to uh, do a podcast. It's not that I didn't have anything to say, but I just... I don't know, there's a lot going on in this world and it's, uh, I've been stuck, just kind of a spectator, just watching it play out. It's, uh, it's interesting. These are, uh, interesting times to say the least. But, uh, something caught my eye (coughs) over the last couple days and, uh, I want to talk about that. Um, on Monday... Uh, World Health Organization, uh, a top epidemiologist, I uh, can't remember her name, it's like Maria, Maria Van Korkov or something like that. On Monday, she came out and said that asymptomatic transmission of the coronavirus is extremely rare. Studies have not shown there to be asymptomatic transmission now let me remind you where we're at and where we've been over the last two and a half months tens of millions of Americans have lost their jobs Uh, the economy it's been stated that we're in a recession I don't I don't think so I mean if this thing continues to open up and turn around then yeah, I find that hard to believe that we're in a true recession maybe some of the um, the numbers or the indicators of a recession are being met but I think they're artificially being met because of the situation we're in but, you know tens of millions of people have lost their jobs um, it's like every day there's another business or a chain of businesses that have decided they're not going to reopen um, because of the financial hit they took through the coronavirus and what reopening looks like to them. You know, they just basically, they can't be profitable. They can't be profitable um, under the new guidelines to reopen. Uh, kids in the entire United States of America uh, were sent home from school. They finished up their school year at home with, with uh, distance learning. High school seniors finished high school from their bedroom on a laptop. College kids graduated this year. I have have a college uh, kid that graduated just this week. She finished her last class. You know, no fanfare, and it's done. And, uh, you know, so kids were robbed of of those experiences, those once-in-a-lifetime experiences. It's not like, okay, hey, we're going to open this thing up in the fall and uh, maybe you guys can graduate next year. You know, I mean, life moves on and it, it's a, a cruel fact, but uh, our high school and college seniors 
experience that firsthand. Uh, all sports, high school, college, professional. Whoa, freeway. My office uh, just went 78 miles per hour to 20 in no time. All right, my office is getting back up to speed. Or my, not my office, my recording studio. Uh, but all sports, high school, college, and, and professional sports, gone. You know, I don't feel bad for uh, the professional athletes, but you know, for for uh, people that you know, the average American that enjoys that as a pastime, um, you know, that comfort of being able to enjoy sports, you know, on TV or, or even or live, you know, taken from us, gone. How many high school seniors in track and in baseball and basketball worked all off season to knowing this would be their last attempt to uh, get a college scholarship or last attempt to uh, you know to make memories with their teammates and stuff came into this season and to have it just taken from them in the in the spring, you know. All recreation, movies, um, anything you do, restaurants, anything you do for recreation, gone. You know, we had a, a family vacation that was canceled for spring break. Gone. All that was gone because of the coronavirus, and specifically. We had to shut everything down because, remember, there's all kinds of people that have the virus and you don't know it and they're transmitting it to everyone else. And so since we didn't have testing, we had to shut things down. To save the masses. So now Maria... Van Korkov from the World Health Organization on Monday comes out and says asymptomatic transmission is rare. They don't have the data to show that the coronavirus is transmitted by asymptomatic people. That's on Monday. And some people saw that and said, wait a minute. Kind of just like I just said. We shut everything down because the fear of asymptomatic people, the idea was that you didn't know who had it, and so the only way to stay safe was to stay in your home. Well, that caused a little bit of an uproar, and so the next day, the World Health Organization came out and backtracked everything she said and said studies are ongoing and the data is still inconclusive I mean what's going on here you know we were told stay home to flatten the curve all we have to do is get make sure that uh, hospitals are not going to be overrun and now it has gone from that to this phased reopening of states and 
states will not reopen completely until there's a vaccine. You know, the state that I live in is a, a three-phased opening. Uh, some of the counties are in phase two, and the governor has said that the state will stay in phase two indefinitely until a vaccine is available. So how do we go from got to stay indoors to flatten the curve to you can't have your life back until the vaccine is available and presumably administered. You know, the thought process behind a vaccine is that it doesn't do any good if it's not administered in, in large quantities. And I don't know what side you're on of this uh, coronavirus experiment, but the conspiracy side of me is concerned about how this is an open-ended, never-ending thing I don't know I think we're right to have questions when the World Health Organization is supposed to be the trusted source for coronavirus guidance and the approach to combat this thing and they say hey you know what not that we were wrong, just maybe a slip of the tongue. There's no asymptomatic or asymptomatic transmission is rare. But that leads to a lot of questions for me. But on and on we go, and... Uh, more and more states uh, are stuck in this never-ending reopening. You know, the lockdown was open-ended, and now the reopening is completely open-ended. And some of the guidance that's coming out for next year for school, especially in my state, school is... I don't know how it's going to happen. You know, teachers are supposed to wear masks. All kids have to stay six feet apart. Uh, kids cannot touch a common surface. So if a class is going to go out to recess, the playground equipment has to be cleaned before the next group of kids come out. And they have to keep six feet apart on recess. We're talking about grade school kids. How do you... How do you police keeping kids six feet apart on a playground you know what is that telling our kids what is that uh, that mindset of you know kids to be fearful of you know being around other people you know what is that doing to kids long term as far as their outlook on on 
life and just being members of society. You know, as we're telling them that they need to, you know, with, with no end in sight, live their lives in a bubble. And I don't like it. So, that's my thoughts on that. I think uh, we're right to have questions. I've got questions. And it seems like the goalposts keep getting moved further and further away. Every time we flatten the curve, well, okay, now it's not about flattening the curve. It's about, you know, getting the vaccine. And it's just... I don't know. It doesn't seem... Something seems like... Some, something's not adding up. To me, anyway. It's my, my take. Hey, the other one that caught my eye... Uh, obviously, the, the George Floyd thing. I'm not even going to get into that. Um, you know... The nation... The protests around the nation are ongoing. And... You know, there, there are some bad apples in the police department but you know what there are bad apples there there are bad teachers there are bad lawyers there are bad mechanics and uh, I'm not willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater on those professions because there are but yeah of course there's bad apples I mean Police officers are people. You know, mechanics are people. Lawyers are people. So, guess what? There's going to be some screw-ups. That's not what I'm uh, interested in. In Seattle, I don't know how I missed this the last couple days, but in Seattle, I saw this last night, there's a seven-block area that uh, the East Precinct in the city of Seattle was, uh, there was a barricade there for a while um, throughout these protests and, and the police officers uh, were holding the line of the barricade to, to uh, protect the precinct. At some point earlier this week, they were given the order to stand down, to pack up and to leave. And once that happened, they abandoned the precinct and the protesters have taken over a seven-block area. It's it's a no-police zone. It's being patrolled with uh, you know open carry people with weapons. You know I'm a Second Amendment supporter, so I don't have a problem with that. Um, but it is a uh, a gunpowder type situation, flashpoint type situation that could uh, erupt because you have an area where the police has have pulled back left from that area and the protesters have barricaded a seven block area and there's reports and you know I don't know what to believe in the media anymore but there's reports that um, protesters are extorting businesses in that seven block area you know pay us X amount of money and we will keep your store from being looted. Pay us X amount of money and we will allow uh, shoppers 
into this, you know, seven block barricaded area to go to your store. Uh, sounds like they are checking identification and checking for weapons on people that are coming in because uh, people live in these areas. People live in these apartments that are inside this barricaded area. And so they're, they're allowing residents to come in and out. But I don't think it's too hard to imagine a scenario where this thing goes sideways. Because at some point, and I would think soon, the police officer is going to have to take back that precinct and you know establish a sense of law and order. They've, the city of Seattle has said that they are responding to only emergency 911 calls and not in that area, but just in the, in the surrounding area of that seven block area because the area that was um, what's the word or the area that was uh, handled I can't think of the right word handled by that east precinct is you know they're they're operating remotely and so they don't have uh, real-time access to respond to calls and stuff in the area because they are staged somewhere else remotely from that area so I think at some point you know the, the Seattle Police Department is going to have to uh, take back that area so imagine a scenario where this idea of what happened in Seattle uh, takes hold in other cities you have multiple cities that have declared uh, cop free zones and what happens when those areas are, are taken back you have cop-free zones that are patrolled by armed protesters. At some point, the police department is going to have to gain access into that those areas. If this if this idea spreads to other cities and other cities do the same sort of thing, and other police departments are stupid enough to allow that to happen. You know, I, I can see a scenario where some sort of a, a, a martial law or a limited martial law would need to be enacted or, or at least, you know, the National Guard uh, plays a role in reestablishing uh, just access to those areas. And I don't think anyone wants to uh, see that and see how that could uh, morph into something way worse than we've even seen so far. So, I don't know. It's crazy times. It's uh, The world is changing before our eyes daily. You know, some of the change was needed. Some of the change was long overdue. But uh, a lot of the change is going too far. Now, because someone has a history, it doesn't change who they are, you know? If someone uh, was an alcoholic, 
but they've been sober. They've changed their ways. It doesn't change who they are right now. You know, America has a, a history and a past. And there's parts of that history and past that aren't great. But where we are today, you know, you know how, that's a roadmap of how we got here. To erase the evidence of our history, I think is the wrong approach. You know, it's been said, if you don't study history, history is bound to repeat itself. If we take away any uh, mention of our 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 screw-ups in the past, what's going to keep future generations from making the same screw-ups? The same mess-ups? I don't know. That's my... Uh, my thought process on the world we live in today. Anyway, there's lots going on, and uh, we'll try to get back on topic next week as this world hopefully uh, gets back to some sort of a sense of normalcy. Anyway, have a great day, and Lord bless. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Lion podcast. Uh, If you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast. Uh, that, we, that way you'll get new episodes pushed directly to your phone. You won't have to search for them. Uh, but wherever you get your, your podcast from, uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, um, should be on all, um, all providers. Uh, you can also find this on uh, Instagram, at uh, Leadership Lion. Enjoy your day. Lord bless.